though? Uh, wow, this weekend I did something interesting. I actually did uh, my wife. Um, my wife's really into this holy yoga thing. Have you seen this? I well, you've told me about it. I've you, never seen it. Yeah. So this uh, this I wish I could remember the lady's name. Really interesting lady. But the background on that uh, on that deal is. She was really into yoga, and everywhere she went, it was like worship the sun or worship the mm. earth or you know get in touch with Buddha. And she was really bummed out because she really liked the practice of yoga, okay. and she didn't like the fact that it didn't have anything to do with Christian or, or not only that it didn't have anything to do with Christianity, but it had to do with things that were not Christianity. Right, right. right. And so she sort of stole that back and uh, oh, created nice. this concept called holy yoga. And basically, you spend about two hours, spend about two hours uh, together doing yoga, but. In that is study of the Bible and all that kind of fun stuff. And they they did. So they did the woman at the well, which was really cool. But my wife loves this stuff. And so she invited me. And I think she didn't think I was going to show. Yep. Uh, But I love doing stuff with her. It was amazing. Uh, I was sweating up a storm. So, man, if you don't think yoga can be a workout, you are (laughs) incorrect. Uh, And I'm sore. I hurt so much today. So, wow. uh, But it was it was it was just ridiculous amounts. That sounds cool. Yeah. But you really got to connect with your wife. Yeah. And she's she's so freaking cool. Man, That's awesome. she's just so cool, and I just love, I love being able to spend time with her like that. And uh, you know, I just, uh, I just encourage men to really spend, you know, really take up each other's hobbies. I think that's how you grow together. And, mm. and so, um, so I think that's that's my t- that was my big takeaway. That's awesome. Yeah, no, wow. it was fun. Well, hey, let's jump into this. Yeah, uh, we're in the middle of a series of episodes, and we're calling it the formula. In the first episode of the series, we introduced the formula. That was back in episode number three. Mm. Formula is pretty simple. Forgiveness precedes freedom. Freedom precedes abundance, and abundance precedes riches. Right. So, our passion and goal here at seventeen twenty, we want to we want to experience the abundance that God has for us and for everybody who's listening. And that abundance is described in John ten ten. Mm-hmm. That's where Jesus says, "I came that they may have life and have it abundantly." So, episode four we covered the Matthew principle and forgiveness. Episode five we covered freedom. In our last episode, we covered abundance. So each week we've had a little bit of homework to do. That's right. So if this is your first episode, we'd really encourage you to go back to episode three and just start there. But you're welcome to start here and just catch on to it. Yeah, because uh, this week we're going to cover uh, riches. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know what it is about money. It just seems to be such a sensitive subject. I actually am from the South. So the last <laughs> thing you ever talked about was, was a big taboo. Uh, but, uh, and, and while certainly an abundant life, the abundant life God has for you, um, is not all about money, but it certainly does not exclude money. Right. And so I'm going to go headlong, mm. uh, into the topic of riches, uh, and we are going to discuss the biblical approach, uh, and wow, this sounds weird coming out of my mouth, the biblical approach to attracting wealth, mm-hmm. uh, I only feel comfortable doing this because our listeners, uh, if they've been doing their homework, Mm -hmm. they know that God, not wealth, God sits on the throne of their heart. Mm -hmm. They have a freedom mindset, so they've gone through that second step of freedom, and they are secure in who God is and their forgiven status. Right. Now, if if for whatever reason you happen to be listening to this and you have not mastered the previous steps, mm-hmm. uh, you can actually still listen to this episode. Sure. Uh, but I actually encourage them to go back, as you mentioned earlier, and mm-hmm. master each of the previous steps. Yep. Please feel free to connect with us. Yep. Uh, if for whatever reason you feel unsure how to approach this work, the, mm-hmm. the previous steps, uh, or uh, you just want a fellow Christian to kind of talk to and as you walk through this journey, because yeah, it's, a, it's a tough journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me when I tell you that without mastering... Uh, without this mastery of the formula up to this point, adding money to your life 
it will it will only amplify your problems. It will not solve them. Mm, absolutely. And, and if you have placed in money the idea that it's going to give you something more than paying your electric bill, then the sad part is when you get there and you find out that's not true, it's going to really it's going to deal you a blow. We've seen people literally commit suicide because yeah. they've put so much into the chasing of that money mm-hmm. that when they get there, uh, it blows up in their face. Oh, yeah, it plays out in so many different ways. You're yeah, right. that's right. So just footnote. Go back. Mastery is really important. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get rolling, uh, let's just catch up on last week's topic. That's abundance. We discussed the two reasons people don't experience abundance. Number one, they have not mastered the previous steps in the formula, and they fall back into questioning who God is, mm-hmm. or they enter that jail cell by telling themselves those stories that are dead and buried with Christ. Or the second thing, they don't understand the two principles of abundance and how they support each other. So those principles... And the first one was, God loves a cheerful giver. Or modern vernacular, desperate money never never wins. wins. That's Mm. right. After all, you cannot be cheerful and desperate at the same time. Those can't even live together. Nope. They're the exact opposite. You cannot do it. So desperate money never wins. Second principle allows you to let go of possessions. By placing God in the throne of your heart, allowing, allowing you to have everything but possess nothing. So if you don't possess anything, then the assets you have will never be, quote unquote, desperate. So like I said last week, you can have a good life in the first two steps of the formula. Last week's abundance was the first of the advanced steps. Right. So the first two steps, forgiveness and freedom. Second step uh, is uh, is this idea of abundance, mm-hmm. which becomes the advanced step. And, of course, the second advanced step is riches, which we're covering mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So Christians tend to associate poverty with piety and goodness, <laughs> which uh, when your identity is in order— uh, and you've worked through the formula, that's just not true. These two right. things are not related if you have done the work mm-hmm. to date, right? right? In fact, Martin, you sent me a Bible verse that caught me a little off guard. Hmm. Yeah. In the Bible app, boom, I get this pushed verse to me. Uh, so I'm like, we got to talk about this. Proverbs twenty-eight twenty. a faithful, so that Matthew seventeen twenty. a faithful man will abound with blessings, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Mm. Ouch. Not unpunished. (laughs) That sounds pretty serious. Uh, But if you really unpack the verse, if you really take it apart, the the, the important word there is hastens. Right. Hastens. That's the key to the verse. Hastens is defined as cause something to happen sooner than it uh, otherwise would. Right. In other words, it's to step outside of God's timeline and plan and force wealth. Mm -hmm. And I agree. If you force wealth and you take advantage of other people Mm -hmm. or you break sort of the rules, that probably will not and should not go unpunished. Mm -hmm. That is why we must study each word of the Bible uh, and let God speak to us. Because without study, these stories of wealth, right, sort of, and I think you've heard the one, um, uh, money, right, uh, money is the root of all oh, evil, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, well, what yeah. they live off is the love of money is the root of right. all evil. Like yeah. these kind of stories, if you don't yep. get in the Bible, they're going to continue to persist. So wealth is not evil. The love yes. of money that causes you to, to, to get sideways. Mm-hmm. It's when money itself sits on the throne of your heart that you have a problem. That is why to prepare for riches, to prepare for this talk, right. you must have mastered the principle of abundance. Because if not, 
frankly, it's quite dangerous mm. because you could possibly find yourself in a position where you're putting money on the throne of your heart. And God says, what is it do? What, what is it good for a man to gain the entire world and lose his soul? And right. that is what's possible here yep. if you have not dealt with the abundant step and you have not put God exactly where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. So before we get into this whole uh, riches recipe that if followed will yield more than just a happy life, more than a feeling of contentment, but actual riches, I want to call out one more really important thing. And that's found back in Proverbs. This is 11.28. Those who trust in their riches will fail, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Mm. So for the good part of this year, we're going to be digging into advanced concepts that support the formula. And this is definitely going to be one of them. But it is worth at least calling out right here. So your protection is from God. Your peace of mind is from God, and you can have it right now. So in fact, the recipe that we're about to share does not work. If you are looking to get these things from wealth, it will put you in a scarcity mindset. It's a desperate mindset. And we know this, desperate money never wins. Yeah, I think that's such an important, important thing to call out because if you are in a place where you think wealth is going to solve some of your problems, Mm -hmm. it's going to make you feel secure, you're in a lot of trouble. And so I just, again, go back, (laughs) do the work. Okay. So with all that said, we've got, I think, all of our caveats and disclaimers out of the way right. because this is such a dangerous topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think now we can sort of start to dig in. So when we start this study, when we started this idea, when, when we started talking about yeah. how we're going to cover riches, uh, we started with Solomon, right? Uh, and because after all, he was literally the richest man to walk the earth. Um, and so Solomon was, uh, he was the king after King David. And so King David was an incredibly successful king, uh, and Solomon was going to follow him up. And mm-hmm. so he sort of had to deal with that. And there's a whole process of how he actually became king. There was another guy who was going to become king. Mm-hmm. Turns out that guy like gathered everybody around him. There's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to do it. But uh, King David actually promised uh, that Solomon would be king, and so he was ultimately made king. So there's a whole big hurrah about him getting there. Right. So I'm sure there was some feelings of worry. You know, mm-hmm. He wasn't sure about his mm-hmm. kingship as a result of sort of that background. But uh, but we wanted to dig into that because yeah. he was the richest man that ever walked the planet, and uh, and 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 he, and he did this through a conversation with God, and so in that we actually find the riches recipe, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So we looked at the verse uh, where God asked Solomon mm. what it was he he wants. So he's getting ready to become king. God comes to him in a dream, and this is found in Second Chronicles chapter one in verse seven. That night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask for whatever you want me to give to you. Hmm. Wow, sweet. <laughs> sweet. Like, yeah. I'll take l- that. Lotto numbers? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Solomon responds, give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead God's people. Hmm. So God said to Solomon, since this is your heart's desire and you have not asked for wealth, mm-hmm. possessions, honor, nor for the death of your enemies. And since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people Mm. over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. (laughs) And, and Mm. I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor such that no king who was before you ever had, and none will have after you. Wow. Man. Oof. So from this short passage, we find the riches recipe. Uh, this is a recipe that, if followed, will yield all the wealth and riches your life requires. So here it is. Clarified intent precedes humility and teachability, and that precedes action, and all that precedes 
blessings. So in other words, Solomon had a very clear intent before he asked the Lord. Mm. So we know this because verse 11 says, wisdom was his heart's desire. Solomon recognized his own shortcomings and sought to be taught. Wow. And once granted wisdom, he took action on the gift. So large portions of the book of Proverbs was a result of those blessings. So most importantly, his wealth was a blessing from God. He started with this clarity of intent. He had a big vision, right? Solomon wanted to justly rule God's people, not Mm -hmm. his people, God's Mm -hmm. people. He he took that intent, though, that clarity of vision, and and he, he could have said, Hey, I want to be this thing, but but instead he broke it back into first principles. He could have said, "Hey, I want to be the best king ever." Sure, but he broke it back into first principles. So there's a modern guy out there in the world that I got a little bit of a bro crush on. So if he he wants to send me any of his products, I'll be happy. His guy, okay. his name is Elon Musk. He uh, he's the CEO of Tesla. He started SpaceX because you know why not start a rocket company. <laughs> Uh, and so I really love this guy, but he's, he's an engineer at heart mm-hmm. and that, that's what makes him so unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he actually explains this concept of first principles in a really, in really interesting way. Okay. He says, most people reason by analogy because it's easier. So mm-hmm. that is to say, um, they did it like this. We're going to do it like them, but better. There's so much wrong with that because you end up creating what's called a me too outcome. Mm-hmm. Like you're just a little bit better than the guy before you, because you, you started off with it reasoning by analogy. And that locks you into so many decisions because mm. without even thinking about them, you're already locked into it uh, before because you, you're basically going to do it like those people and you're going to do it quote unquote better. But think right. of all the things you're saying, I'm going to do it like. And and this really this really has real impacts to people. Uh, for, so for example, uh, if, if you don't think first principles thinking, but you think analogy thinking, mm-hmm. if you grew up in a middle class house and you wanted a better life, mm-hmm. you might reason you need a better job. Sure. Right. Because uh, that's everyone who's done better has gotten a better job. Mm-hmm. But if you start from first principles, you might find you need an entirely different approach <laughs> to life, which in turn causes you to invent a new kind of lifestyle that you never thought possible. And in my mind, I'm thinking about the millennials right now mm-hmm. who are out there literally living a life where they videotape themselves traveling around the world and they make a living at this. This right. is a real job. Now, if they hadn't started from, hey, let me first think about the kind of life I want and and instead said, well, you know, the way you get a good life is first you get a job and then I guess if I want a better one, I get a better job. So they went back to very, the very first principles, what was important to them. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of what first principles can do for you. Mm-hmm. If Solomon had not started with first principles, he might have reasoned, maybe if I had a little bit more wealth than David, mm-hmm. my predecessor, had a little bit more possessions, a little bit more honor. You know, he had that one enemy he couldn't crush. If, right. if we could just crush that one enemy, then I would be a little bit better than King David. But instead, he went down to first principles. Instead, he asked to be wise, mm-hmm. right? Wisdom. He mm-hmm. asked for wisdom. Uh, and as a result, he went down as the wisest, wealthiest man on earth. So he started with this concept of first principles. So so for Solomon, if I just track this back here, mm-hmm. wealth and possessions, those were secondary outcomes from the first principle, which was wisdom. Exactly. Uh, how does this work in clarifying our intent? Right? Is there like a like a little mental shortcut that we can use to ensure uh, the way we're thinking is first principle? That's what I love about you. You're always always into the application. Yes. That's good. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. There, there actually is. Uh, there is. And what you want to do is you want to take those things that you want and you want to convert them into needs. Mm. I, I like this whole thing right here. And, and if you're, you know, when I listen to this on a podcast later, just 
I'll go back on this a couple times because this is in the moment tool right there. Mm-hmm. You can engage this at a moment's notice before you pull the trigger on something big. So what I can, fi- so like if I'm thinking about making a big purchase, what are my five whys here? Why why is this necessary in my life? We're not saying you can't get nice things. Like it's just about the why and how does it connect to you. So it just means that nice things are not enough. They're right. just they're way too static. That's right. Like they're just So if I said a jet is a goal and they invent flying cars, well then now where am I? Yeah, What's like, pulling me forward? Uh, right. So those things that you put on, those nice things, they can change. Most likely, they will absolutely change. Right. So they're not enough to pull into the future. So first principle things, uh, those tend to be those things that give you true joy. But you will never be number one at something that does not bring you true joy. Yeah. So as you go through this clarity of intent step, right, it's about getting back to those things, those first principles. And one of the things that you can use to help figure that out is, is, is joy, mm. right? Does, what kind of joy it's does that bring? Perfect barometer right That's there. That's right. So don't worry if these first principles don't immediately pop right out at you. Uh, like all steps in the formula, this actually takes time. Mm-hmm. There's real work to be done here. It will take you a while. <laughs> uh, you, are, you are literally have been poisoned. There's a toxicity in your system mm-hmm. that you have to tear through the secondary things, those, those secondary things, wealth and possessions, so, so on and so forth. We have a ton of techniques yep. uh, that can help people with this and get them to their first principles faster because oh, this, yeah. is a, this is a tough issue. Yep. Getting this right matters a lot. Oh, huge, huge. So once you have a hold of the intent, mm-hmm. now it's time to take your intent to God for approval and support. Ooh. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> you can quickly get on your own plan and off you go, right? So Bible says, Matthew 7, 7 through 8. So ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be opened. Hmm. So that's, that sounds good, right? Like check. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Boom. Many people pray about things that they think they need, and with that box checked, they'll go on about the process of making it happen. Making it. Oh, I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to encourage you to listen for God's response. Wait, you mean you got to wait? Yep. You got to wait. You got to wait for the door to be opened. Yeah. So if we go back up, uh, the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Right. So now just check, just just think about this. Like close your eyes. Just imagine this. You're going to visit your neighbor. You're going to knock on the door. And <laughs> before someone even answers the door, you just barge in. Mm. Right? That doesn't make any sense. You would not do I that. I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is That's why I'm not allowed in my neighbor's house anymore. <laughs> you've been kicked. You've yeah. been uh, quarantined in your neighborhood. It's a big no-no. <laughs> but this is often our approach with God, right? Yeah. We is. ask we're not going to wait. We're just going to start making it happen. Mm-hmm. So just hold on, man. Just wait a bit. Yeah. Let God wrestle with your heart. Let him clarify your intent and get you back to first principles. Because right here, this is where we're going to miss the answer from God. Because we're over here doing this thing, and we're probably focused on the wrong questions to begin with. So that's clarity of intent. Mm-hmm. The second step in the riches recipe is humility and teachability. Mm-hmm. And we've got a slash there because they're yep. really sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. If Solomon had been, not been humble, uh, he would have asked for money and possessions and honor because mm-hmm. he would have, quote unquote, known what to do with them. But instead, he asked for wisdom, which is an admission of not knowing. Right. right? Whenever I say I need to know something, I, I need wisdom. I'm literally telling you I don't have this knowledge. Mm-hmm. So he was actually in that moment demonstrating true humility and true teachability. Mm. The Bible says that being humble starts with the fear of the Lord, and in Proverbs 22, 4, that the result of humility are riches 
and honor <laughs> and life. See how it's all starting to hang together, yep. right? The fear of the Lord is about humility. Humility leads to honor and riches. It means we must do as Solomon did. We must, we must seek wisdom first. So if you dream, if your dream is big mm-hmm. enough, you will not know. I said not. You will not know how to get there from where you are right. And that's okay, right? That is absolutely okay because whatever you Whatever your plan is, whatever you have, you're, you're, you're going to end up who knows where. It's going to go sideways real quick. Yeah. I actually like the quote from Mike Tyson here. Uh, he says, uh, everyone has a plan uh, until they get punched in the face, right? <laughs> so the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Right. So in all ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. That's right. God will figure out it out for you and he will guide you okay okay but but just stay humble and stay teachable right there uh-huh. so god will provide the opportunities for you and you you don't you have a gap you don't see how it works he'll right. provide the opportunities he will bring you teachers now i know for me he brought me a lot of teachers there, there's actually a, a quote that says when the student is ready the teacher will appear mm-hmm. it's not a biblical quote but uh, but it's one yeah. that i think is 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 true absolutely absolutely so, you know, I've experienced this in my own life and my own success in business, uh, but there were teachers that were brought to me at the right time. I couldn't have predicted it. Right. First Peter 5, 5 says, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Ye, all of you, be subject to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Oh, wow. You know, a lot of people, and a lot of, I think what are really humble people and people who think they're being humble, mm-hmm. and they'd say, "Hey, I'm humble. I'm teachable." And uh, yet, they'll, they'll, as a matter of fact, to support that statement, right. they'll make statements like this. But do you, you know, because uh, I'm not an extrovert, I, I'm I'm just not a networker. I'm not a salesman. <laughs> I'm not smart. I'm not good at that. And all that seems very, very humble. Mm-hmm. And and they sound like it. But yep. these statements are wolves in sheep's clothing, and you may justify them. When I got my first investment in my first company. I was sitting across from the investor and we were out at dinner and he looked at me and he goes, son, you got to get some swagger. And I, I struggled with that for so long. I had no idea what he was talking about because I had statements like this. Um, and not only did I have statements like this, they were programmed in me. And I thought, I thought they made me humble. Mm. And I thought being a good Christian was being humble. We don't know what we are capable of. Mm-hmm. Yet we make these statements. We are not teachable when we make them. We're not humble. We are telling God, the creator of the universe... <laughs> What we're capable of, right? Right, like we're telling God that. There's this really cool story. So the story of Moses. I so like that guy. God comes to him in the form of a burning bush, and tells him to go as, as God does. You know, because that's just how he shows up. That's awesome. It's a good reason to have shrubbery. <laughs> we just never know. So, but this is so relevant. We see it show up in so many places. God shows up and instructs Moses to go set his people free. Now Moses responds. <laughs> <laughs> by telling God he picked the wrong guy. Yeah, because he's humble. <laughs> That's the only reason why, because he's just a humble guy. And here's his defense. Yeah. Here's how he justifies it. I'm not a good speaker. Mm. I'm not going to go back to the, the to Egypt and set your people free. I'm not a good speaker. And he goes on and he goes on. And But in that moment, Moses is not teachable. He's not teachable. God's literally telling him from a burning freaking bush, <laughs> hey, you got this. I'll yeah. give you the words to say. 
He can't take his life to the next level. Just like the people who made these earlier statements, they're going to take their lives to the next level because they think they're being humble. In reality, they are telling themselves a lie. They're not being teachable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Statements like this, what I am and what I am not, are identity statements. And I don't know if God's wrestling with us. is in our identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So we have a lot of experience here with 1720 coaching people through this concept of yep. teachability. Mm-hmm. But we are absolutely committed to providing anybody with the resources and information so you can get into that humble and teachable state so that they can span that God gap mm-hmm. uh, that that a big vision is going to require. That's right. So I can't tell you how many people give up on those dreams just because they can't understand the how. <laughs> that was Moses' big challenge, right? He was, how can you... How, how can I do this? He wasn't ready to step into God's calling because he was all wrapped up in the how. He was not being teachable. And just the lost dreams that have existed for you think you're not skilled enough, you're not smart enough, you know, all of these statements because you can't understand the how, boom, you're not being teachable. Fix this one thing and it will literally unlock the potential of every Christian on the planet who has taken the time to listen to this podcast. But it will literally change everything. If you catch yourself saying these, I can't, I'm not smart enough. Just flip it. Right. I'm the kind of guy who can sell. I'm the kind of guy who can network. I'm the kind of guy who can learn that skill. I'm the kind of guy who can speak in front of Pharaoh. I'm the kind of guy who can set God's people free. Right. Right. So the next step in the formula is action. Mm -hmm. And um, if teachability is not the one that gets you, this one very well might. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets this wrong because they start, (laughs) as a sensible person would, planning. Planning is not action. Planning is the absolute best, number one, sure-fired way to talk yourself out of doing something impossible because it is very hard to plan for the impossible. Serendipity and miracles are rarely considered pillars of good planning. I've never seen it. Right? Never seen that. And, and here in uh, Q4, we're going to have a miracle, and uh, it's going to be amazing where you hit our numbers. But to accomplish something big, something mm-hmm. that is beyond your current circumstance, that is exactly what you need. Yep. Planning leans to leaning on your own understanding mm. and missing what God has for you when he has clearly called us mm. to not do that. Uh, action is starting. Action is doing what is next. And then, quite frankly, what comes after that and what comes after that. So action means starting something right now. Uh, now that you have clarified your intent, mm-hmm. and then you've refined that intent with God. That's right. So once you've done that, now you, you have that position where you can trust that God will be working for you because you now are aligned. He'll present you with daily opportunities. You know, start by taking care of the little things, like make your bed, uh, maybe clean up your room, put your shoes away, fix the squeaky door, whatever it is. Yeah, you can actually go to YouTube. There's a phenomenal, uh, it's like a colonel, like a general or something from the Navy. He was a Navy SEAL. He gives, I think it's Texas Mm A&M is where he gives this commencement speech, and it's called Make Your Bed. Go look it up. It speaks to this in an extremely powerful way. Yeah, Do that one thing. Complete the task that God has entrusted you to complete. Do it with excellence. This is about learning to trust yourself. Will you keep your promises? Mm -hmm. Here's an an interesting connection here. Matthew 25, 21. Mm -hmm. When you have been faithful with a few things, clean your bed or make your bed, clean your room, all those little things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Wow. God just wants you to be a part of his party. The reality is God will start working on you and with you right where you are. Do not expect that tomorrow everything's going to suddenly change. (laughs) 
right? You've gone through this process. Everything's going to suddenly change. But do expect, do expect, do expect that the way and the why you do everything, it absolutely should change. Absolutely. You will now be doing everything with a purpose. And here's the best part, mm-hmm. with an expectation. Right. You want to inspire others. Say that's your goal. Say that's your mm-hmm. first principle. Start where you are. Living on food stamps and working at McDonald's can be a great place to start an inspiring mm. story. Mm. If you want to lose weight, you want to go to the gym, don't eat the donut. You don't need a miracle diet or a job opportunity or some lightning bolt or a burning bush, <laughs> right, to start your climb to the top. You can do it right now. Here's the real kicker, and here's the most important part mm-hmm. about action. It's sort of the, 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 the 80-20 principle, something you want to uh, – about this one step that's super important. Mm-hmm. 80% of the action, the thing you must do, 80% mm-hmm. is trusting the Lord. The other 20% is doing the crap in front of you with excellence and expectation. Mm. Action is where they screw up and they get to that make it part. I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And they start trying to put that into action and do what, – what do we say? Stay humble and teachable. You're going to go to God. You're going to ask. You're going to wait. You're going to get your response. You're going to continue to work on your clarity of vision. And it's going to be a process. And mm-hmm. it's going to – I had a, a vision board I did, and it's a five-year vision board. I had many things on that vision board. I, I, we actually will walk people through the process mm-hmm. of doing a vision board uh, at 1720. But I did, I did, I did, had many things on there. And over the, God has been working with me over the course of the last year or two. I almost have tunnel vision. Some things have completely disappeared mm-hmm. on that board. I, I, they're there, obviously, but I don't mm-hmm. really see them anymore. But I see two or three things so incredibly mm-hmm. clearly. Trusting God, he will start to clarify and work with you and go through this process. Mm-hmm. The last step is blessings. That's the last step, and the riches recipe is blessings. So just to clarify. Mm-hmm. Clarify your intent. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Remain teachable and humble. Take action, right? And then blessings. Mm -hmm. Just seems, that seems broken. The others seem to flow into each other. Mm -hmm. This one seems sort of weird. It's meant to be that way. Blessings is so cool because it relieves you of the task of making your dreams come true. So we've been talking Solomon here. So I always thought that Solomon was wealthy, right? Because wealthiest man on earth. I was. I thought it was wealthy because of his wisdom. The Bible tells us exactly why he was wealthy, and it's in that same verse, right? I, God, will also give you wealth, possessions, hmm. and honor such that no king was before you ever had and none after you will have. Hmm. Okay, all right. So God blessed Solomon with wealth. Hmm. And so it was predetermined before Solomon made his first business decision, right, uh, that he would not only be wealthy, mm-hmm. But he would be the wealthiest king of all time. Right. Solomon certainly certainly took care of his daily business. Right. He did the action. He took care of the things right in front of him. Certainly did them with excellence and expectation. And he could do that because he didn't have to worry about the outcome. He did not have to make anything happen. Hmm. He didn't have to make it. He just needed to take care of today. Hmm. Likewise, we and this is this is the big lesson. We don't have to make it happen. We just have to take the actions that God puts in front of us. We don't have to build out complex plans that tell us how we're going to do everything. We just have to show up, like in 2 Timothy 4, Mm. 7 says. We just have to show up and fight the good fight, finish the race, and keep our faith. Mm -hmm. This is a very important concept. If you confuse the giver with a gift, you might think that your actions, Mm -hmm. what you did, is what created your wealth and success. But success was a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Everything we talked about, again, made a nice flow, one mm-hmm. into the next thing. Mm-hmm. But what people really don't realize is, is there's a break in the flow right there. There's a break in the flow. 
And they, they don't want to admit that. They mm-hmm. want to think that they can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you enough, this is vanity and it is sin mm-hmm. to think we are the authors of our lives in this way, that we can make things happen, that we made it happen. Mm-hmm. We didn't make meeting our wife or husbands happen. <laughs> right. We didn't make that happen. We didn't plan at five, like, okay, it's at 6.30 uh, Tuesday at Starbucks in 2012. I am going to meet my husband and or wife. We didn't do that, right. okay? We didn't make our good health happen. Uh, you, oh, you may take care of yourself. That's great. But I, there are many people who ran all the way to the day they, the moment they dropped out of a heart attack, yep. right? Yep. Uh, we did not make our companies hire us. We did not. Uh, we did not make our customers find out about us or choose us over our competitors. Mm-hmm. Like a farmer, hmm. we made it possible. By planting the seed, doing the task that's in front of us today, mm-hmm. and tending to our crop, but only God knows how a plant grows. Mm. Only He's the one who can make that happen. Right, right. This farmer's just showing up and doing his daily job. Mm-hmm. By you running your business, by you making that client call, by you doing everything you need to do today to be mm-hmm. successful, you are tending to your crop. But God's going to create the wealth and mm-hmm. abundance from the mm-hmm. crop. So I imagine at this moment, uh, listeners, anybody on this podcast or watching the video, you're going to recall times where things did not work out. This is doubt, and it's Satan's greatest trick. And that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Mm. God told Adam and Eve, you must not eat from that tree that's in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it, or you will die. I think we've all heard this story before. That's right. But if not, a little bit later, Eve and Satan are chit-chatting together. As they do. You know, Satan just kind of slithers right Comes in there. for coffee. <laughs> sure. You will not certainly, you certainly will not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be just like God. We still fall for that same crap. Yeah, even though we've all heard the story. We still believe that instead of doing the formula as the Bible has laid it out for us, we believe the rumors of other people, or we focus on all the times that God's plan deviated from what we wanted, our own plan. Right. And that leaves us feeling alone on the path and and you know what? We wanted to be on that path. We insisted to be there and we chose, but God wanted to do something else. We stayed. That God is for some reason keeping something from us. He must be. Right. That that could be a, yeah. a great storyline there. There's yeah. a better path, a more exciting path uh, that we must now step outside of God and we better make that dream happen. Mm. So Adam and Eve, they found out the path that places our will above the will of God. That's not an easy path. No. It leads to failure, self-doubt, depression, false sense of abandonment, death. If you buy into that crap, if you buy in that God doesn't want you, you're in trouble. If you followed the formula, right. if you've done the work, mm-hmm. if you've accepted your forgiveness, right? The formula freedom precedes, or rather forgiveness precedes freedom, which precedes abundance, which precedes riches. If you have accepted your forgiveness, mm-hmm. if you stop telling yourself those crappy stories, if you right. know who God is, if you step into the abundance and you place him on the throne of your heart mm-hmm. and you do the riches recipe, mm-hmm. right? Clarify your intent. Approach it with humility and teachability. Mm-hmm. Take daily action. Take your daily action and wait for your blessings. You will absolutely succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Hmm. God has no desire, no desire to withhold from you. Do not believe that jack of a mm-hmm. Satan that God is holding back on you. He is not holding back on you. 
The problem is, is you haven't done the work. But if you do the work, God is ready to meet you. Right, right. And it, here we are right back to 2 Timothy again in 4-7. Fight that good fight. Mm-hmm. Right, so that means you must be present now. Finish the race. That's a be present right now. Keep our faith. It, it, what kills me here is is it's only God who can make these kind of guarantees. Right? I just... I just said a lot of things. This is definitely going to be true, but it's only God who can make these kind of guarantees. God is the one who makes promises. The biblical, the formula that we have laid out is a biblical formula. The devil, the world, they want you to believe that God is holding out on you, that there can be no guarantees. That's one of the favorites of, of, of the world. Oh, you can't, we can't, there's no guarantees. There absolutely is guarantees in Christ. Powerful people, have no interest in you finding your power because they live in scarcity. They believe that your power detracts from theirs. But God, God created the universe. He is the source of unlimited power. He is the only entity that is happy to elevate you, Mm. to promote you, to give you dominion over all the earth. Hmm. He has invited you into the most powerful family time has ever known Mm. or will know. Mm -hmm. He has adopted you. Mm. Therefore, if doubt creeps into your mind, if you hear a story about a good man who failed, Mm -hmm. if you start to focus on where your plans diverge from God's and you felt alone, get back into gratitude. Get back into gratitude. Realize that all the gifts he has given you that he is the giver. If one of those gifts goes away, right? God still got you. Right. Because he is still the giver. Right? In other words, just get back. Get back to center. Get back to gratitude and start to let go of what you think your plan should be and await <laughs> the blessings. Right. Because they are absolutely going to come. Okay. Uh the trial you are in is most likely for you. Mm. So if you're struggling, that trial is probably for you. It doesn't mean that God is not number one. Maybe what it means is God, God's asking you, is God still number one on your throne? Mm -hmm. Are you making decisions based on identity that's been dead and buried with Christ? Have you forgotten the nature of God and how he loved you first and gave his only son so that you might experience a new identity in Christ? Have you forgotten your forgiveness? <laughs> right, right, right. Don't fear the bumps on your road. He's only placing you back on track. So do not place your will above his, right? Just return back mm. to the riches recipe. Yes, yeah, yes. Return to God and collaboratively clarify your intent. Return to teachability and humility. What? Is this turn of events teaching you? Mm. Are you taking the actions God has placed in front of you today? Or are you putting something off because you're like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work out. Right. Are you waiting on the blessing or are you grabbing the apple from the tree? Mm. Are you trying to make it happen? Yep. Right. If you're honest and you'll follow the formula and the recipe, I promise you will achieve your destiny. You absolutely will. Mm. And you will experience the richness and abundance God wants for you. Tell <laughs> tell the king of you can turn around and tell the king of doubt to screw off. Yep. You and God are working on a plan. Yep. So as always, right, we we try to come up, bring some homework, right? Um and uh, I actually reread this today. This is a blog post we put out a while back. I just wanted to make sure it was still relevant mm-hmm. given the content and what mm-hmm. we've learned and how we're evolving. 
uh, and it absolutely is. There's a blog post out there called uh, The Rules Rules for Dreaming. It's mm-hmm. on 1720.org. We'll include a link in the show notes. If you're struggling with the process of writing down your dream, getting that clarity of intent, mm-hmm. right? If you can't get back to first principles, you can't create a dream that's big enough. Mm-hmm. You may not be ready for the riches recipe, which right. is fine, yep. right? Uh, instead, you may need to work your way back down the formula. The formula is the foundation that allows you to dream. So right. go back to that and read that podcast. If you are successful, then please take me up on my invitation at the bottom of the blog post. My email's there. We want to help you achieve your goals. Yes. Look, uh, look, you are here. You have been blessed in so many ways. I don't know you, but I promise you that if we went back and we started to inventory your life, we could find the blessings. Mm -hmm. It is not a coincidence that you were listening to this podcast. It is not a coincidence, quite frankly, that we published this podcast. Why wouldn't you want your best life? Mm. God wants it for you. His goal is to return you to the garden. Hmm. Right? We were kicked out, but his goal has always been to return us to Eden. He has gone through a lot, and I mean a lot, to make that possible. Accept your forgiveness and kill your stories. Today is the day. Do not let doubt keep you from your destiny. And uh, I know we we sort of started to include a little bit of a prayer in every uh, every podcast. That's been really powerful for me. Uh, we've got a lot of feedback on that. It's been really powerful for others. Uh, so I just want to make sure that we can uh, uh, let's let's just add a little prayer yeah. to today's because I think this is really appropriate and get into get into that. Yeah. All right. I've got I've got one here for us. So let's just get into this here. Dear God, I want to thank you for wrestling with Dustin and me. We have been challenged by your holy word. We have felt mm-hmm. the weight of this message. We're excited about what you have called us to do. We pray that people listening to this podcast feel your love, that they develop a longing to place you on the throne of their heart. They, <laughs> who has this a big one? Mm-hmm. You would destroy the old stories they are telling themselves, that each of them would know that they are enough. They can have their dreams, that you are their loving father. That wherever they find themselves, you are waiting for their return, ready with the finest robes, riches, and food, waiting to celebrate their return. For this child of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Jesus tells us there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. We are celebrating the return of joy and hope to anyone who might hear this podcast. We are excited to see an explosion of believers starting their journey back to the garden. Amen. Amen. Wow. So you've spent another hour with us today, which we really appreciate. Uh, All of you who listen, um, give us tremendous energy when you leave comments and feedback. We really appreciate that. You can do that on our Facebook page if you'd like. Um, If you've not already, subscribe to this podcast. It's really easy in iTunes. Just click the subscribe button. That way you'll make sure you get this content every month. You never know when God has something to say to you. Uh, We are always praying that he'll use us to do it. So so that's important for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We spend actually a really significant amount of time uh, praying, studying, and recording this podcast. We don't ask for any money, uh, and we don't even promote anything. We have no commercials. All we ask is that you leave a written uh, review on iTunes. Just write a few words about what this uh, podcast means to you. It's great if you do the five stars. If that's all you have time to do, that's fine, or four stars, or wherever you're at. That's fine. But if you could write something that's really helpful for people to understand what this content is about and what it means. Uh, each positive review rises our rank and exposes this content to people who would uh, probably normally not hear it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a it's sort of a way to do a little great commission work. Um, mm-hmm. 
You can find links to all of our social media pages, uh, our YouTube channel, our iTunes, Google Play at 1720.org forward slash podcast. Uh, that link is, is still the best way uh, mm-hmm. to share this information with anyone who you think would be blessed by this content. Finally, be sure to follow our page on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash 1720.org. And subscribe to our newsletter. We put uh, unique content out there all mm-hmm. the time. That's a great way to access that. Uh, and again, thank you so much, Martin. This was a this was a really powerful conversation. I really appreciate you going deep with me, both on the last Abundance uh, podcast where we really had to unpack some deep stuff, mm-hmm. as well as just this idea of riches that mm-hmm. seems to be so taboo in yeah. our in our uh, Christian society, but yep. was never meant to be. Right. Uh, achieving your dream, God, God put you here for a reason Mm -hmm. and achieving your dreams was a part of that reason. So this has been important work. This is the capstone, uh, for this, uh, for the formula. Mm -hmm. Uh, we were probably going to, in the next series of podcasts upcoming, be unpacking very specific things in the formula, such as stories you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. challenges people have in clarifying their intent and why they struggle with that. So there'll be more about this really in the coming year. This has been such a pleasure to be with you on this journey. These uh, four, uh, these four concepts yeah. that make up the formula, Same. just deeply impactful and uh, very exciting. And we're gonna we're gonna take this as far as yeah. we can take it, and and really try to help as many people as Absolutely. possible. Absolutely. Yep. It's just about being in, in the band of brothers and just going for it. You bet. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, again, thanks, Martin. Thank and, you, Justin. Uh, thanks, uh, Justice, who's running our board this week. That's and right. He's just doing a phenomenal job of that, which we really appreciate. Take care. Bye-bye.